It's lunchtime. Hello, welcome to the Lunch Break Show. I am Josh. It is Wednesday. We're here in studio with Matt, Zach, and Anna. Uh, going through my phone yesterday, uh, I was kind of sad to see. I, I would be amiss not to bring it up. Uh, the shooting of the officers here in Dallas. Uh, off Forest Lane, or pretty close by to where we are. Yeah, here. seventy-five and four. Uh, Home Depot at seventy-five and Forest uh, Lane. You know, doing their job. Uh, pulled up to serve a warrant, uh, and you know, gunshots rang out. They, they they've now captured the guy. Uh, one officer was lost, and uh, the other one is still in prison, along with the Home Depot employee. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, uh, another officer wounded and a Home Depot employee also wounded in in the hospital. Yeah. So, hearts and thoughts go out to them. Hopefully, um, you know. The other officer can recover and have a full rec- full recovery. I know that uh, the police chief had a really heartwarming uh, radio after they c- captured the guy and took him into custody. Did kind of all hands you know, all hands on deck because that was the, the, they captured him in Park Cities, which is just south of here as well. So it was kind of um, you know as you see, I was going and scrolling through Twitter trying to find the most updated information and see how everything panned out. Um, but anyway, I would be amiss if we didn't at least bring that up. And right. Acknowledge yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, also going through Twitter, though, we're going to have a you know a, a fun, uplifting show here today. Uh, I found things on Twitter that bothered me, and you know, I love to do my favorite segment, which is things that bother Josh. It's a good segment. Yeah. It's got I think uh, we need a jingle for that. We do. We need to find Soon one enough. and make a jingle. <laughs> yeah, some kind things of things that bother Josh. <laughs> uh, it was. I'll it, just pull that and we'll <laughs> use that. <laughs> yeah, Perfect. <right. laughs> Done. Uh, it was out of Utah. The first one, out of Utah. The I, entire state of Utah bothers no, no, the just, whole thing. Just Utah University. Uh, they have a crying room for their students. Uh huh. We've talked about crying at work on the show. Yep, yep. yep. And so now they have crying on campus. Uh huh. And again, I, I, I'm totally fine with sharing your emotions, with having a place where you can go. But that that that, that place is. is that- is, is that you, real? Yeah, that's real. That's the real picture? Yeah. Oh, God. It's a real there's, picture. It'll be up on stream momentarily. There's two reasons why I'm annoyed by this. Uh-huh. Two. Uh, the first one is because I think it's stupid. It's unnecessary. <laughs> there's plenty of places you can go to cry. The bathroom. You can go cry in your dorm room. You can go cry in your car. You can go in. The, you can go anywhere you want. You can cry in like the 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 preference section. No one ever goes in there anyway. Mm-hmm. There's tons of places you can cry. You can cry in public if you want. Cry right. in public, yeah. Go for it. But why do you have to have a room? A room dedicated to go in and cry. Everyone knows what you're doing when you walk in in there. Yeah, you're going in there to cry. It's not a, not a secret place to go go cry. Right. And the second thing that bothers me, that they have rules. Not only are we telling you. Uh, you know how how to express and where to express your emotion, mm-hmm. which by the way is in a dark room, which sounds weird. Is now we're putting a cap on how much emotion you can feel. All right, well, what's this cap? There's a rules? ten minute limit okay. to being in that room. All right, so let's roll through this real quick. Rule, rules of the closet: number one, knock before entering. Got to be kind. All right, <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. I mean, be considerate of your other criers. Two, only one person in the closet at a time. Come on now. Mm-hmm. If there's anything we can get out of crying, it's togetherness. Number three, <laughs> limit your time in the closet to no more than 10 minutes. Yeah. Turn lights and timer off. There's a timer in this thing? To time you, yeah. And a timer off. And use hashtag cry closet. Oh, my you God. Of, I can't read the last bit there. Uh, uh, you, you of you. You, you of you, you yeah. posting on social media. So so now when I so go So now they cry, want you to share it yeah. on social media. Wait, but it says artist 
Nemo, Miller, right. and collaboration. I was going to punch a hole in this. Huh. This is an art installation. It but, seems to be. In the photo that's listed and down there, this is an art thing. It's so still it, a cry it is a closet. cry room. It's true. A cry closet. You're right. I shouldn't, I shouldn't justify it by mm. saying it's a room. Uh, but it is, it is a limited time. And and it's 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 supposed to invoke emotion. That's what it's supposed to do, right? So what you're saying oh is, if it's an art, if it's an art inst uh, installation, yeah. And so you walk in there. What am I looking at here? Oh, oh God! Good Lord! Oh, it's all dark. It, oh, <laughs> and there's some like stuffed animals in there. It's weird. You okay? Picked them up at the local Goodwill. It's yeah. so weird. I, I'm just annoyed by so many things. So knowing that it's an art installation makes it a little bit better. It is still dumb. But it's, it's dumb to have it in the library and to treat it by the university at this. This is like, look how open-minded we are. Mm -hmm. We're giving you a place in the library when right. you need a break from studying to release your emotions. Mm -hmm. We're giving you a 10-minute place to go and have a good cry. When was the last time you were like, I need to cry for exactly 10 minutes? minutes. Uh, uh, Megan on Facebook says 10 minutes is exactly enough time to scream <laughs> cry and then act like everything's okay. Right. She also said she's at a cry closet. <laughs> Matt, you have something you want to tell getting us? getting like super depressing. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on in there? I don't know. Uh, yeah, there's there's a lot to unpack here. It's on a college campus, so first things first, guarantee kids use that for things other than crying, right? Oh, yeah. If there was a cry oh, room sure. at my college, sure. the first thing I'd think is, what can I get away with in there? Yeah. What could I do? And say that I did in the cry closet. And and two, yeah, you're exactly right. It's and then share it on social media. It's yeah. too public is what it is. It's too public. Oh, anybody, anybody can see you walking in there. Everybody knows what's right. going yeah. on. Yeah, anybody yeah. that walks up there is going to immediately judge you. That's what I'd be crying about in there is all the people who watch me go in and all the people you have to inevitably face when you walk out. Those people are still going to be there 10 minutes later. The people that saw you go in are going to see you when you come back out. You know what that's about. You want to avoid that kind of situation, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, I don't, I mean, I've heard of maybe not a cry room, but just things like this where, I don't know, yeah, go back to your room, handle it yourself, I don't know, try, attempt to be an adult. Right. And just, yeah, college is terrible and things like things can happen that uh, make you feel awful, but do we need a, do we need a, a guaranteed space for you to go in and lock the door and... Uh, be alone with your thoughts. I mean, that's called your your bedroom. Kick your roommate out and say, "I need a minute." Are you right. implying that adults can't cry, Matt? Is that? I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like you <laughs> can do it in adult. an adult way. <laughs> sure. Well, yes. the thing is, a mature man or go hide and, and sh shy your emotions away from the yeah, rest of the world. Yes, right. I'm sorry. So I think the takeaway here is. Why do you have to share that on social media? Of course, because if you take, if you right. look at the fact that it's an art installation, yes, the artist wants to get you know a grip of that. But it's like that's insane. Like you need a moment, and you're gonna, oh, guys, guys, I need a moment. You know, I'm gonna be back and I'm gonna post about this and carry on. Yeah, you're my posting life. like weepy selfies from right. the cry room. Well, yeah. you don't have enough light. Perhaps you, all you have is just the toys. Can you imagine if the eyes lit up <laughs> during the time you're there? That would be and the door doesn't open. Isn't, yeah. isn't the hashtag a little counterintuitive to what the art is supposed to be in the first place, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're putting in something like this with a wacky door and a weird interior and rules, like it, I guess that's what the art is, right? It's restricting your ability and saying some kind of statement about society I don't, I don't, and how we I don't know what it's trying Maybe to say. Right. And then throwing a hashtag on the end is like a punchline to the sick joke. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't know enough about art to understand it, but it is curious. And I can no. see why it annoys Josh. So uh, it's one of those like separate things because this kind of art annoys me as well. Sure. Like that you can do anything and say it's art. 
Uh-huh. You can sure. create a closet. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Oh, that's a whole... I've oh, jumped into this. this for a while. You, you create a closet yeah. and say it's a cry room and do a hashtag, and yep. because some 19-year-old, 20-year-old college kid who smoked too much marijuana one day mm-hmm. had this idea, all of a sudden it's art. And it's not to me. Well, art isn't about what you see, Josh. It's about how you feel. And if you feel annoyed, then maybe that was the point in the oh, first place. Boy. Maybe you... Are, no. are a purveyor of this This is, art going, form. This is going deeper than I thought it would. <laughs> welcome, welcome to high art. That's yeah. what this is. No, I yes. Just, I just don't, like, I, my, my wife and I have this conversation a lot because she went uh, to SMU and she, she was an art minor. So she studied art. We, sure. Every time we go out yeah. to museums, she can, like, name the artists. And um, she's into modern art. I am not into modern oh, art. Oh, I love modern art. Some of the, some I, of I am stuff. into like, mm. oh, I see this painting. It is an apple. That is a good painting of an apple. <laughs> that is an accurate representation <laughs> yeah, of yes. an apple. Right. Very well done. That is like good art. Renaissance painting. Yeah, yeah that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Sure. So I, I'm into that, and she's into like the we walk in like it's a square and a triangle, and I'm like, I, how is what is this? <laughs> oh God, I love that. Yeah, stuff. Anna, so. you're you're a global correspondent. What do you land on? Modern art. Well, well, my personal preference is actually older art. Okay. Um. But I like the challenge. I like the challenge into going a ro- in, into going into a room and being like, "So what is this?" Oh man, I love it. <laughs> mm. I'm trying to remember something really weird that I eventually stumble upon, but hmm, that will come back to me, and man. I'll probably do a feature on this. Drop me in any like modern art museum with like some headphones and some like folk rock. Oh, I could hang out for hours. I'm all about it. Like, <laughs> dude, I, I can I can do some modern art. I love modern art. But it's the greatest. We can we can all agree. Like when you're walking around Deep Ellum and uh-huh. they have like this guy who's or or girl who's saying, Hey, here's my art exhibit and yeah. it's just nothing. Yeah. It's simply nothing. Yeah. He's like, No, I I found this because I'm talking about like and he has this whole like weird backstory. And I'm just like, I, why, I'm, this is nothing. This has to be nothing. Yeah. But you have a bunch of like hipster people in there talking about how cool it is. And so like, is that what makes it cool? I mean, I guess I'd like a more concrete example. But yeah, in the case of some bum strolling around Deep Ellum, no, I don't, I don't think there's anything to that. I think that's more of a scam than art. But uh, I mean, here's the thing with all of this stuff, right? I mean, you look at that and you say, that's nothing. I could have done that. But you didn't do it. So <laughs> there's something to be said about people right. who take these abstract con- uh, concepts and then, I don't know, make a little money off of them or sell it to somebody or have it mean something to somebody. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not my cup of tea. I, I, don't, I don't particularly care for it, but if it's something that I, f- if I felt like I could just go and, and tack a piece of paper on the wall and say that's art, then I don't know, I might as well do it, right? Like that's, that seems, but seems like what some people have done. Because yeah. you can and you don't doesn't mean that it's still good. I'm not like, saying that. I'm just saying I mean, it's it's. Go ahead. So my my wife made the point here online because she she brought up uh, the fact that I get emotional on like the YouTube videos of like the soldiers returning home from like, from yeah. war yeah. and like surprising their kids. If you don't cry at that, then you're just you're a you're a uh, an empty vessel. <laughs> Putting those, is that art though? <laughs> no, no, not art. But saying like, if the artist and I use artist in air quotes, if the artist put those like put tv screens of like sad videos and the purpose was you have 10 minutes in this room and odds are you're going to cry because we're evoking that emotion out of you through what we're doing inside of of the closet i could get behind that Mm -hmm. but as we just saw this is a empty closet with like teddy bears and like weird stuff inside so like it's one of those deals 
I'm telling you, it's an art installation, though. That's the point, right? That's like that's the bit. I, that's what I would get out. I just of it. gotta like, say, it, unless I'm the it's first, it's supposed to be something you you almost scoff at. I think that's kind of maybe. At least yeah. to me, that's what know. I'm getting out of this. Yeah. I, I think we're totally following the line and sinker. Yeah, I think. If we I'm got not played. the first person in that cry closet, I'm not going in there. <laughs> like I don't know what's. I don't know <laughs> what has happened. Came from. <laughs> uh, the, yeah, I don't know what's. I, I don't know who's been crying on those yeah. animals. Yeah, I don't want any part of it. Anyway, uh, the second <laughs> thing that annoys me was a headline that I read, and it was in I believe Culture Map, and Culture Map had an article. Article that said new Polk restaurant has a rock star um, like draw. Okay. And so I was like, okay. So first off, I had to Google what a Polk restaurant is. Yeah. What is that? It, it Polky. Okay. I would probably. I think that's a global that correspondent <laughs> chimes in. Global Sorry, correspondent I'm Anna. I was. Right I was no, going no, no. to say I, we have one of those near our house that is poke. 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 It's like Hawaiian food ish. It's delicious. It's Asian inspired cuisine, right? That's kind yeah. of yeah, yeah, yeah. E- it's Eastern raw. fish. And I would call it like deconstructed foods. sushi. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a bowl of sushi with a lot of rice and sure. a lot of like fish. It's yeah. I don't like it, but the place near me, when you go in there, uh, all the guys in there go. Every time you walk in the door, they go poke poke. <laughs> like they just they yell it at they you do when not you walk. Do that. Yeah, really? They absolutely do, and that's my favorite thing in the world. And I don't like going there, but Megan likes it, so yeah. I'll, I'll happily go and pick up the Pokeball. Oh man! What, what and, uh, are they? What What are you expected to do? Just say back. I don't like, know. Poke? I don't know. I just say hello. Like I don't know what to, do, or just walk in awkwardly. It's very awkward the first time, but now now that I recognize it, I'm like, I need to roll on it. Next time I go in there, I'll, I'll roll should, some yeah, audio on There's it. There's something to be. There's something to be said about food industry employees who are required to sing, dance, or chant as part of their job. But that's another conversation. Yeah. What What annoys you about this place? So again, I see the headline. So now I, I figured out what what poke is and i'm going into now who's the rock star headliner that's bringing this new restaurant to richardson Mm -hmm. uh and maybe you'll recognize the music maybe maybe not Uh, not the rolling stones uh not aerosmith not even the weekend hold on let me let me get this you got like 20 seconds so the stream knows already. (laughs) yeah it's only like 20 seconds Okay, I think I. Uh, it's it's the it's the Wallflowers. Got it. And the Wallflowers are a great band. When I say they're rock stars, they're they're a good band. They Maybe had, not they anymore. Had, they had at one moment. point in the that, uh, in the late nineties, early two yeah, thousands. Right. I was going to say is it late nineties or early two thousands. Uh, late nineties. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 90s. Yeah. yeah. That's what that reminded me. It's one of those yeah. things. They're they're a good band. Uh, if if the article the headline would have said one hit wonder opens up Polke restaurant. Okay, now I'm now now I, that's a that is a realistic headline uh-huh. to what this I don't know if one of, hit is. So they had headlight. They had headlight. I'm not going to say I could name other ones because I'm not. I'm <laughs> yeah. not. I wasn't a Wallflower fan. Anyone I do online, like that song. Anyone yeah. online? No. Yeah. So Jacob Dylan, and that's the deal. Is that I go? Okay. Well, at least Jacob Dylan's opening up a restaurant. So yeah. I read more into it. No, it's not Jacob Dylan. What? He's not the one opening up this restaurant. So again, <laughs> Wallflowers band. So okay, not Jacob Dylan. Uh-huh. So then no, the nope, next, not Jacob Dill- then Dillon. the next one would be the guitarist. Nope, not the guitarist. Right. It's the bass player. Oh, I was thinking the drummer. I was, I was going to say that's <laughs> the last person. Yeah, it's expect. the bassist. Good old. No one knows who what his name is. Toby <laughs> Miller, the bass player for the Wallflowers, right. is opening up a restaurant here in Richardson uh, called the Lemon Shark Poke. In, now, go, go ahead. ahead. In the hierarchy of band members. 
Who is the lowest bass. on the totem pole? Bass? bass. It's not drummer. It's nope. bass. bass. Bass is the lowest. Oh, oh that's fair. I Singer, mean, guitarist, drummer, bass. It's the one you're least aware of when you're listening to the music. Well, unless you start looking at the faces, then your eyes go to the drummer. I love the facial expression, the passion. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. incredible. Where's yeah, the but the bass is like. I was at a bar <laughs> in Deep Ellum a couple weeks ago, and they had a, a band come out. They were playing like Americana, rhythm and blues. It was a good band. Um, and their bassist showed up 15 minutes late and showed up in the middle of a song and just started playing, <laughs> added nothing. Like, didn't know he needed to be there when, when they started playing. And once he started, I was like, oh, I guess that's good. So, yeah, you're right. Bassists are. Uh, yeah. They're on the back end. And this yeah. guy's opening this. So he had. Unless they're like also the front man, which well, yeah, happens Green occasionally. Day. Green Day. Green Day. Front man. So yeah. But, Lemmy. But this this is. The Wallflowers are not that band. No. No one goes, oh, the, the bass player from the Wallflowers? <laughs> no. No one says that. The only person you can name from that band is Jacob Dylan. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. So if it's not <laughs> we'll Jacob admit Dylan. That. Yeah, if it's not Jacob Dylan opening up a restaurant, don't, don't say rock star. <laughs> say, you know. Musically inclined person right. opens up a restaurant here in here in DFW. Yeah, it would have been more interesting if they were like uh, bassist from the Wallflowers plays at a pot belly from noon to one in Richardson. <laughs> like that would have been more okay. engaging. Yeah, you'd yeah. been like, okay, yeah. that's something, sure. <laughs> and it's just the bass riff from right. the headlight yeah. over yeah. and over. Yeah, and yeah. Over what again. exactly is he <laughs> like? Can he play headlight or does he does it like does he just play that one? It's bit? almost like uh, guess the song. Uh, yeah. So anyway, his new restaurant. He has a couple in California and Florida. The first one. In Texas, uh, Texas opens up um, uh, somewhere in yeah. Northeast Dallas, off Royal Lane. Anyway, it's uh, it's kind of called Lemon Shark Polke. I'm sure it's going to be good, but I, I just get annoyed when you when you lure me in with fake headlines. It's kind of like when you're like scrolling online and you see those like those like clickbait ads at oh, the bottom. Sure. And they get me all the time, <laughs> all the time, <laughs> every time. Like, what, Great job. What I want to, and then ah, oh, always yeah. click oh, here you got for me this, again. Yeah, click here for this slideshow. Yeah, that anyway. Ten so weird ways to save money on Amazon. No way. Yeah. So I think to calm me down, uh, we're going to go to our first ever live. Uh, now it's not not geese cam. It's called what again? Uh, Matt? I'm just calling it the goose cam. Okay. Goose cam. We're going to go to the are goose they, cam. Are, I'm sorry, to be yeah, particular, the goslings. The goslings. Uh, one right. of our, our uh, famous swans in the uh, in the area here. That would be totally incorrect. It's a goose, not yep. a swan. One of our favorite famous <laughs> swans that's also a goose. One of our favorite geese, geese. Had, uh, had babies. <laughs> Good God, I am. Here if is one of our swans cam. had a goose, <laughs> that'd be amazing. It's a zoo by now. Live, live radio. So right, one, of our, one of our uh, geese had babies, and I want to cut to the geese cam. We'll be right back with another exciting, exciting break here on the Lunch Break Show.
And we are back on the Lunch Break Show. Again, I am Josh in the studio with Matt and the student and Zach and Anna. I pointed the wrong direction again. Uh, we are here uh, every Monday. <laughs> every, I'm sorry. Every Keep Monday, the, the uh, Gosling cam really, really threw me off. Um, we're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from home 12 to 1, talking about things around pop culture. Uh, we just talked about the cry room at the University of Utah and things that annoy me, a new restaurant that's showing up in town. Later on in the show, we have Super Bowl champion, two-time Jarvis Green joining us. Uh, and right now, we're talking about a article. Real quick, Matt, yeah. Jarvis Green, Yeah. What, what team did he play on? The Really? Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Fill me in. Jarvis Green played for the New England Patriots, who Got it. I, I don't like as a Cowboy fan. Yeah. But anytime a Super Bowl champion wants to join our show, I'm right. more than welcoming. The door is open? The door is open, yes. You're going to ask him any hard-hitting questions? Like what? I don't know. Sports <laughs> questions? <laughs> questions about the game. I feel that I, I'm glad the that I'm scoring, not alone. The scoring <laughs> the goal, I, I, yeah, I don't uh, – I I'm going to ask him what it was like to play in the Super Bowl. Yeah, the 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 big for America, <laughs> the biggest sporting event we have a year. Like, <laughs> how is that not at least semi? I appreciate that you looked at Anna and you're like for America. <laughs> well, because they have yeah. the World Cup, they yeah. have they have the European Cup, sure. things that are global over there. Right. But for America, the yeah. Super Bowl is the biggest sporting event we have. Look, I wanted to be ready when he comes in to make it seem like I, I know kind of what, what he's what he's coming where he's coming from. What do you mean where he's coming from? Like what sport he was involved in and what team he was on. He played for the New England Patriots yes. and he won a Super Bowl in 2002 and 2005. Oh, okay, 2002-2005. So yeah. So it wasn't super recent. <laughs> oh my god. It wasn't like last year. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're right. Not so. that it matters, like it's fine. I just want to get a little info on Jarvis Green. So, he's yeah. our biggest guest ever. I yeah. figured I'd, you know, inquire. So, anyway, so. <laughs> anyway, what I wanted to talk about before I was rudely interrupted Excuse about me. about Jarvis Green was the <laughs> new show that is coming out about The Bachelor. The Bachelor has announced a new dating show. Okay, and it's a dating show, uh, not like The Bachelor, but there's called The Proposal. The Proposal. Oh God, this sounds sketchy. Do we? First question: Do we need a new dating show? How many dating shows do we have? We got The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. What but else? they don't. But they don't go hand in hand, isn't it? Do like they not? One season. I thought they didn't. Do they alternate. Well, they alternate. Yeah. Yeah, they okay. alternate. Yeah. At Otherwise. least they used to. I don't know if they if it's changed. We need Sarah Strackhouse down here. She knows all about it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, so I'm sure course, there are a ton of other dating shows out there. Yeah. yeah. All right. So in each episode, the daters will attempt to woo their mystery suitor. With their words and first impressions, so that's going to be round one. What? I guess you don't mystery? get to. Yeah, it says their mystery suitor okay. with just their words and then hear their first impressions. Starts off like let's make a date, right? You yeah, can't, you I can't just, see the person. Hmm. Okay, this right, probably yeah. should have gone in the things that annoy me section. <laughs> that's <laughs> why it's likely. close. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I don't again. Why? Why is this? Why is this on TV? Right. We have we <laughs> have we plenty because we have we have plenty of other dating shows. Plenty of other shows about relationships. You know, now it's getting to where like talk shows are like dating shows. Why why is this making a comeback? You know who I'm surprised hasn't picked up one of these? Somebody like Netflix or like a streaming service. Why aren't they doing a dating show? They're well, cheap. It probably it's the same reason search. television does them. They're cheap and they're easy to make and people seem to tune in, right? I mean, yeah, that's I what a dating know. show is. I'm surprised the streaming service hasn't jumped on it. I don't know why we need another one of these. I guess we don't. 
it's a desperate bid to try to keep the uh, core demographic watching television. Just bring back Blind Date. That's all we need. Just <laughs> yeah, bring back go. Blind Date. Bring back Catfish. That was good. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. Well, what, what was Catfish? On MTV. That was, I never saw uh, Catfish. Oh, that, that came across. Yeah, that was people going to meet uh, individuals they, they meet online, like somebody who's, who's dating on Facebook or something, or they're like chatting with somebody, and they're like, oh, they're my soulmate, and then they go to meet them, and they're like totally fake, and they're a different person, and like they just set up a fake profile. That was Catfish. How, how worried are you when you're on, I guess, because none of us here are yeah, on no. those apps. No. Uh, but I would have to imagine you would need to be really worried. I think Oh, I would just, if I, yeah, if I ever, if concerned. I ever were, I would have just assumed that everybody on there is fake. <laughs> right. Like nobody you right. talk to is, is being honest. Everyone's a 50-year-old male uh, who's totally <laughs> Just a bunch of guys sitting yeah. around talking to each other. Yeah. Sure. Who's totally punking me. I, I just, I, I don't, I don't like shows like this. Because I feel like people get really invested in them. Yeah. And even The Bachelor, which The Bachelor, I guess there's some sort of component of where they try to make it feel like they're going on dates and they have, that's not real life. You don't meet someone and then how long do they shoot for? Like six weeks? And then like yeah, six so. weeks yeah. or seven weeks later, you propose and you expect to be happily ever after, where the whole relationship, your entirety of your relationship is spent in a mansion, with everything being paid for, with no sort of frustration or confusion. You wonder why these relationships don't really last. Hmm. But and apparently that's why. they do. Uh, no, the first two have. After that, it's been just from, again, I, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> up on my bats or knowledge, but yeah. I know, yeah, I I know the, first one, the first one, they stuck through it. Yeah. But after that, it's been really hit or miss and mostly miss. It's like American Idol. Like Kelly Clarkson, I think, was the first American Idol. She's yeah. the only one that ever really went anywhere, right? The others just kind of... Well, um, they made an album or two, and you haven't heard anything about them since. Like, Kelly Clarkson's the only one who still makes any kind of headline, I Yeah, think, they're still right? out there, but she's, yeah. she's definitely the biggest. Right, the first it. one was, like, the one that really had the mileage. After that, everybody else kind of, you know... We need yeah. somebody down here to talk, talk about The Bachelor, I guess. Talk well, about dating uh, Because we have people in the, that work in the office that watch them. Well, I watched one season. You watched one season? Because my cousin was in it. Oh, which whoa, your cousin oh, really? was in the bathroom? <laughs> yeah, whoa, hold on. Let's yes. Which so, Wells Adams. Wells, Wells Adams. Wells Adams. Let's see. Who was uh, the guy that was super nice and did not kiss her until like super late in the mm, game? Uh -huh. Big, big he, mistake. He's now dating Sarah Hyatt. Yep. Who's an actress. Um, so, yeah, that's okay. the whole reason why oh, I watched The Bachelor. He's handsome. That's, he your, is a that's, handsome your, that's your cousin? Yeah. Yeah, he's oh, really? a, a radio host look at this guy. on iHeart, too. Oh, is he really? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, well, he's he, yeah, because he's so is he a uh, radio DJ? Yes. Is this a cousin like actually see him at family reunions? Cousin well, or like you heard once and no. you just kind of know? Remember when I say family, they're yeah. distant family. They're like third generation Portuguese here, so right. it's kind of like my great grandma's sister came here or something right. like this. That's yeah. when I say family, but to be honest, it's the only family I have on the side of the country, so of you, the ocean. So. Have you met him? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Okay. I, we actually went to Nashville and stayed with him. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're kind of cool. Yeah, there you go. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't see them very often, obviously, but we've, we've been together. There was uh, these oh, family oh. reunion and all that. Because it, it seems weird to me. Uh, not, well, not weird to me. Not that, that's, a, that's a wrong approach. It seems um, bizarre when you moved here to Dallas, so whenever me and you met, you're reaching out to me for like help with iHeart. Right. This guy seems to be a much bigger deal than I ever was at iHeart. Well, Why Nashville. you weren't hitting him up to go like, hey, send an email to whoever it is in Dallas 
to get me a job. That would have been the better way to go. This guy is uh, seems to be a rising star in iHeart Nashville, uh, where I, I was a um, you know a sideline character here in Dallas. So sure. well, I did not know you. What, what, you know, comparison wise, that's and true. All that, yeah. so. I, right. I did front a big game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so there you go. The, ba- the Bachelor Paradise, the the not kissing him that you said, or not kissing her that yes. you said, uh, that was that. That to me seems like a big mistake. I've noticed as you go through, um, that's one of the things that I, I find weird is that however many girls start off when they go to the round where they go to the the honeymoon the honeymoon room or the the, fa- the fantasy suite. That's what it's called. That's the thing. What? A, yeah. But wait, that- you're talking. So he he was. Yeah, so that was the, the Bachelorette he went to, and then he went to Bachelor in Paradise. So that was the second oh. thing he did. Yeah. Oh, so, gotcha. so the thing is, on the first season, actually, it worked out really well for him. He's like a really nice guy and super down to earth. So I guess probably he signed up for that, and then he was like, oh my God, I'm so overwhelmed by all these like studs. Oh my God, you know, yeah. kissing her straight on first date. I don't understand how someone can kiss like five different guys on the first date and say, oh, we had this massive, amazing <laughs> connection yeah. on every single guy. I point. don't get it. I hadn't considered that. That, yeah. that was always my problem with those shows. Is that right. you hook up like crazy. And if you're a if you're on if you're a, a bachelor, then you hook up with like four or five or six girls over the course of like four days. And then all those girls know that you're hooking up. Right. And how they're just okay with it because it's what he has to do to find like no that is not in any way reality right so it's not reality television well it works for some people clearly they people still apply for it so, the, so you know. it's it's one of those shows I've never t- taken the time to sit down and watch a season maybe if I binge watched on Netflix on the weekend I'd get it but it's always been one of those like I, every year it gets renewed I'm like how is this still going. <laughs> Like I just, I'm People so I'm so far away from the core demographic. Not to yeah. say it's bad. Uh, it's not what I'm saying. I just it, it perplexes me in People the same way it seems it, to man. perplex Josh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, so the the whole theme of this show, the proposal, is like a blind date sort of setting, and then like it's blind date mixed with speed dating, where you don't get to see each other. You just try to make a connection with yeah. only using your words and getting first impressions. Are you then, then supposed to propose at the end? Well, then you get to pick someone. So there's guys and girls both yeah. together. You pick someone. They pick someone. If you don't match with the person that you picked, you get dropped. The ones that are real just, gimmicky are, are are interesting, like the married at first sight, where they they just match make you like you don't know each other, yeah. and what? then you the first time you meet is when you're walking down the aisle. That they, that's the first time you actually meet the person in person. And there's another one where it's I think it's uh, you're you're supposed to just walk into a room and there's a random stranger in the room and you just walk straight up, don't say a word, and kiss them. Like oh. that's one, and that that one makes for some really hilarious videos because there are people in there that are super awkward. So I I like those that have like this weird kind of gimmick attached yeah. to it. Just this idea of uh, we're just gonna fast forward a relationship and see what happens. Whenever yeah. whenever I think about the shows, the first thing like ideas like that, like gimmicks, the first yeah. thing that comes to my head is just like a boardroom full of like. 30 to 40 year old white dudes sitting around in suits drug addled and they're like what can we come up with next what's the next gonna- I got it like, we'll just have him propose it'll yeah. be brilliant like it's it's insane again I'm saying bring that blind date blind date was a perfect formula you just yeah. have a camera follow people around on right. a blind date it's probably gonna go terrible and you can just make fun of them the entire time right they have blind blind date mixed with those VH1 like pop-ups where you can like add the comments and they like 
click in. Yeah. That's, that's what they need to bring that, yeah. bring that combo back together. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, part of my childhood has come to a tragic end. Uh, we're going to talk about what has gone away and what is coming back. All things that are 90s coming up next on the Lunch Break Show. the lunch break show uh so guys quick question you want good news first or bad news first bad news first uh bad, bad news first bad yeah. news first bad news first True. is a um for me anyway 70s and 80s icon of kids tv uh i watched a lot of this and it's schoolhouse rock creator has passed away oh no yeah, yeah here's a little uh, montage of schoolhouse rock So that to me was quality children's programming. Yeah, it was great. Um, and and when you compare that with the things that you watch today on like the Wiggles and sure. the other like cartoons, because I have a son who's eleven months and uh, he's big into. Right now it's uh, which I don't mind. This he's into uh, Daniel Tiger. Daniel Tiger. Daniel Tiger is a new thing. So Daniel Tiger is if you're familiar with Mister Rogers' Neighborhood. Daniel Tiger is in Fantasyland, which Mr. Rogers took the trolley into Fantasyland, and Daniel Tiger is like a makeshift of, of that. Right. Oh, was that the same Daniel Tiger? That, yeah. That's okay. So his dad was, I think, the clockmaker. Mm-hmm. Either way, that's his dad. Uh, it's a whole like basically, it's a side side thing that has like plays into it. It's great. Um, you watch a lot of kids shows, and you're just like scratching your head because it makes no sense what's actually happening on the kids programming. That's what I liked about Schoolhouse Rock. You learned some stuff. It was engaging. It was fun. Um, but sadly, he has passed away at 94 yeah. years of age. Some of that I'm, stuff is still relevant. I'm sure some of it's out of date now, but I'm, some of it's still relevant, I would assume. My my dad is a history teacher. and yeah. man, I, I grew up with Schoolhouse Rock. I'm just a Bill, which I'm surprised wasn't in that little montage. I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. That was a great yeah, one. Yeah, that's probably... That's, I, I think probably the most popular probably one. Probably the most famous. I, yeah. I would think so. It's just funny because nobody... 
I think remembers all of it, but we all remember the I'm just a bill yeah. chorus I'm bit. Just a bill. That's right. I'm Capital Hill. Yeah. Brief brief <laughs> sidebar about Daniel Tiger for a second. Is that yeah. like animated or yep. is it? See, that's clever marketing. Because any adult who's looking for like something their kids can watch, like, oh, it's a spin-off of Mr. Rogers. Like, oh, I remember Mr. Rogers. That's yeah. great. Yeah, like I'll put that on. That's nice and safe. Like, really clever way to yeah. market a show about a tiger to people. That's yep. yeah. Mr. Rogers spin-off. It's good. And and you get a good life lessons out of it. Morals. How to share. Yeah. Uh, yeah, all those different things. They have, like uh, letters of the day, or is that still yeah. a Will, Sesame Street? When you thing? have to go potty stop and go right away. Oh, yeah. Okay. So that's good. Fun things. Is that to, a good lesson to teach? When you have to go potty, stop playing and go to the go to the bathroom. Stop what you're doing and go right there. Is that what no, they're trying to tell? No, you go them? to the bathroom. You don't like, go where you're playing. <laughs> Whatever you're doing right then, cut it and yeah. just leave like, and make it happen. Because often you find with kids, mine's not there yet, but when they're playing, they're having a good time and they don't want to stop playing. Sure. Yeah. So you go to the bathroom. Yeah. Because that's an annoyance. They want to keep playing. So yeah, just, I'm just worried that message will get lost in translation a little bit. Well, no. <laughs> I think if you dissect it, you kind of couple apart. But that's, yeah. So the good news. The good news is they're bringing Nickelodeon's uh, Double Dare back. Double Dare. Oh, yes. Double Dare. Uh, Matt, you were saying news. you read a documentary about, about that show. Yeah, I read an article. I'll, I'll have to dig it up. I'll dig it up during the break and uh, see who actually would what outlet published it but it was a just a, a very in-depth article about the making of that show and mm -hmm. how it got created and the you know the construction of the big obstacle course at the end and one of the big takeaways was i mean there was it was a course that was just filled with goop and one of the big takeaways was that stuff baked underneath the studio lights and just smelled awful after yeah. a day of filming because they would shoot a bunch of these at once and so you know once the day was done the giant peanut butter and jelly sandwich just smelled like a foot and the entire the entire studio was sure. just absolutely terrible. God, what 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 can't be said about Nickelodeon game shows? Well, they were so brilliant. Yeah, it was an they evolution of a medium in a way that nobody had ever seen before for children. Just add slime and like goofy sound effects, and it totally worked. Yeah, Legends Pulled of the Hidden out Temple. Of a nose. It was yeah, amazing. Like, brilliant. I don't know. Yeah. Who came, again, drug-addled TV executives sitting around like, what can we? Oh, I got it. Yeah, this is well, this is where they were geniuses. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so Anna in. In Portugal, do they have these kind of shows as well? Yeah. They have like kid shows. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. But um, when you were when y'all were explaining it, I thought it was like a family kind of like in Portugal. I didn't have cable, so um, you would have like you know the kids show in the morning, or then in the evening there would be like the family shows on the main channels. Yeah. And yeah, we had something similar, and um, some of them were called Games Without Borders, where they had teams going through all crazy obstacle races. Those yeah. those were cool. Uh, well, they did have, I think, at some point in time, they had like family dare or family double dare. They brought in a family component, like moms and dads. I think it was along. families from the. Well, yeah. I, I don't, I don't remember exactly how it was broken up. And I, the the article I was thinking of was written by the AV Club. Uh, if you just search uh, double dare AV Club, you'll find it. Uh, it says it smelled like death, an oral history oh. of a double dare obstacle course. Really interesting read if you if you ever watch that show or just interested in how TV production gets made. These these game shows that were made on the cheap yeah. for for Nickelodeon. Yeah, this is one of the things I want to turn to the comments for. I want to see what was what was one show from your childhood that if you had the power to bring back, uh, that you would bring back. I can already answer for Megan, which is Supermarket Sweep. Supermarket sweep. What's that? What's that? That's where oh, you would. Yes. That's where you would get like a shopping cart, and uh, I think there was like a time um, limit. And you had to go through and yes. just scoop everything into the into the cart and and uh, get as much as that. you could. But wasn't that like a show? At least the one I remember was when you know you had 
low-income families that struggle to make ends meet and they would have them on the show as a surprise and mm -hmm. they would just like whiz around the halls and just like shut the aisles and just like shovel all, yeah. all they could. Yeah, like the a same minute. Thing? Yeah, like yeah. a minute to go through and collect as much stuff into your cart as you could. Man. I don't know. You got, you got any? I'm, I'm, I'm stumbling I here. I didn't watch a lot of TV shows when I was a kid. Matlock. The, yeah, oh, yeah, well, yeah. yeah, but you can't bring back Matlock. The thing that the supermarket sweep reminded me of, when I was in the Philippines, I went to a game show called Eat Bulaga. Uh, Eat Bulaga, I had no idea what was happening, but they were doing, it was like the oddest show I've ever seen. Because it was like a variety show with like singing and dancing mm -hmm. mixed with some sort of shopping component because they pulled out like a shopping set and you got to like scan things. And again, it's all in Tagalog. So I couldn't, I had no idea what they were saying or doing. And then they had that mixed with like an interview and then like a game show. <laughs> it was like, like take the three best shows in America and then put them all together in, into one. <laughs> Uh, and that's what that's what Ibulaga Ibulaga was, but they had a, a shopping component. And um, the, if you won, this was the craziest thing to me. If you won the show, you got a year's supply of tuna. What? Yeah, and I was like, what a horrible, what a horrible <laughs> gift. Well, canned tuna. Yeah, okay, yeah, year's supply yeah, of canned tuna. But you, like, they went into like the little areas where they were like talking to the people who were lower income, like who were competing for the for the tuna, and when they won, they lost their mind. Like, it was, like, the greatest yeah. thing that they could have ever won, and for a year. Hey, man. For a free year, food, we're food. set. Yeah. We don't have wow. to worry about anything, anything for a year. What does a year's supply of tuna even look like? I don't it was know. a huge, like, case on... Just a pallet. Yeah. It was, oh like, four God. pallets of just, like, tuna cans. <laughs> yeah, and I bet they are really thin, normally, well, the ones. I think, yeah, the problem that you're going to have is where do you store a year's supply of tuna? Like, if they're nice, they send you, like, a weekly right, stipend. Yeah. yeah. Right. They're not going to be an, a jerk and um, give you, like, five pallets of tuna and go, oh, good luck. Shipping oh costs God, yeah. with dealing with that. No, I'll bet that thing's, like, parked next to your car in the <laughs> right. studio lot when you get out there. Boom. There's there you your go. Five. Yep. It's now your problem. Yeah. You, you deal with it. We're not shipping we it anywhere. We all this tuna we have to unload. Yeah. 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 It, it so. all expires in, like, 90 days. Good luck. Yeah. Um, I, I do want to point out on Facebook, uh, Rachel says, where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? That was a oh, great yeah. game show. Yeah. Yeah. R.I.P. the chief. Uh, she's no longer <laughs> yeah. alive. Oh, but yeah. there's also a really great article about about that, which uh, someone did the math about how impossible. I don't know if you remember the end of that show where you uh, you were stood in front of a giant map of, mm -hmm. a, of a continent and you had to, uh, they would call out the name of a country and you had to go place a flag where the country was. And this article was about how impossible the Africa map was because it was just so big and there were so many countries. Like it was like almost mathematically impossible sure. to win that map. Yeah, that's insane. So. Wow. Did they have the names on the map, or was it just like no, no? It, it was, was just blank. outline borders, oh, and you had Lord. to you had to go find the country that and, and put the flag in it. I'd bring back something like oh, Ducktales, like an animated Disney afternoon I, show. I, I, I could do Ducktales. I know my wife Greatest likes the song ever. Animaniacs. She listed Animaniacs oh, on here. Yeah, yeah. she also yep. said it is coming back it on is, yeah. uh, Netflix. So yeah, Animaniacs. Keep an eye out for yep. that. Yeah, Warner uh, Brothers, Golden Girls, also a great show. Good one. Pegging is right. That is a phenomenal show. Yeah, I don't right. know how you bring that back though without the cast. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I guess you just have a reboot. Well, they, they did it with Fuller House, right? Well, no, they still had the cast come back for that. Yeah. So that's, yeah. Do, anyway, do you ahead. still have uh, Sesame Street running? HBO. 
HBO picked no, up HBO Sesame Street. It. Yeah, really? so you can watch it on HBO, mm-hmm. of all places. Which is very obscure to get on HBO and see, like, the new season of Westworld and Last Week Tonight with John Oliver and, like, Alien Covenant, the new movie they have, and then, like, Sesame Street. Yeah, like, right over here. Up all night. and then, Sure, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the late night way at the yeah. bottom of the menu. Yeah. yeah. That, 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 that does seem bizarre to me. I'll take a quick break. When we come back, hopefully, we're going to have a Jarvis Green oh. in the studio. If not, we're going to take a uh, audible. Little football term and Got find it. something else to talk about. <laughs> Coming up next on the Lunch Break Show. On the lunch break show. May I point out, you every intro has been done beautifully on this show, Josh. Yeah, You're getting it right. Yeah, that's true. With no like uh, 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 the mic, is, the, mic the mic is on. Yeah, I'm, I'm quick we're on well the draw over here. Machine at yeah. this point. Right. That's true. Well, you know Beautiful. what? Thank, thank you. Uh, yeah. we're, we're getting a call from Jarvis's Green's PR guy, but I can't answer it. So I'm assuming he's somewhere in the building trying to find this. Either way, when he comes we in, we'll bring him in the studio. We need to take another quick break and answer that. Well, I guess I could. Uh, answer, personally, answer I'm a fan air. of just yeah, plugging him in and answering answer it live. Uh, this is Josh. Josh? Hello? Yes, sir. I just let you know we're, we're inside. I'm trying to find you a suite right now. Uh, we're, we're suite 170 down by the Starbucks in building two. Okay. All right. Now that we've given away so the location. You can, you can just come straight into the studio and have a seat. All right. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. See you soon. All so, right. So he is in the building. I love what kind of show that takes calls live on the right. air. Right. <laughs> love that. Let's <laughs> keep doing that. That could have gone horribly, that horribly, wrong. horribly Without yeah. him knowing. That was awesome. Uh, so, again, just so we're all familiar, I know that Matt and Zach are the biggest football fans. Uh, uh, I'm uh, hello and I know what football is, at least. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I played two-hand touch once. Yeah. So uh, Jarvis Green played for the New England Patriots. He is a original um, graduate of LSU. Okay. Uh, drafted in 2002 mm-hmm. to play for the Patriots. Uh, won a Super Bowl in 2003 and 2005. Also took up some playing time for the Denver Broncos and for the Houston Texans. Um, why did he stop playing? Retired just because he was that done? Be Injury? A, that'd like, be a, well, he did hurt his knee. He did have a knee surgery. Gotcha. Uh, thank you, Wikipedia, for that. And he made a concussion joke in the comments. Yeah, which we was, will not be making that, that joke. No, here. no, no. Won't repeat that. Yeah. Yeah. Just reference it. Um, so while we wait for him to come down, he also, uh, by the way, hates being referred to as Bubba. I guess because he is a shrimp magnet, magnate. Every magnate. Time. Yeah, yes. magnate. I was going to say magnate. A shrimp magnate. He is a distributor of shrimp. Uh, and there's a lot about it, but he hates being referred to as Bubba. I'm guessing that as a Forrest Gump, Bubba Gump preference. Right. Sure. 
Uh, so please, no Forrest Gump or Bubba Gump jokes. Uh, that was just in my mind. I mean, Matt, geez. I will give you twenty dollars cash to call him Bubba. I see him. Um, uh, he <laughs> is, probably would hurt me. How big so is this guy? He's, he's he is a big boy. Okay. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah. And, and do you want to go oh. go grab them and bring them in? Sure. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He he knocked me down. Okay. I'm yeah. not gonna call him Bubba. So they're they're in they're in here to promote an event uh, called the Dallas Cocktails and Brunch Convention. Nice. Uh, so we're going to ask him about about that and see how uh, how that all plans to cocktails work out. and brunch convention. I he like doesn't appear to have brunch or cocktails. Yeah. but I am excited yeah. to meet him. Yeah. yeah, or or any kind of, kind of food. But yeah. we're hoping to get him in. Ooh, goes for the orange Starburst in the candy jar. <laughs> oh, something wow. to be said about that. Yeah. You got the option of the four, and you go orange. What I don't that? have a candy oh. jar shot. I need one of those. It's true. Yeah. We need to have a candy jar cam. <laughs> Here we go. I love he, it. He wanted to take a quick break, and uh, nope, he's taking a quick break. He's leaving the building. Oh, there he goes. Uh, there we go. Okay. We're, gonna have to, we're gonna have to go to break. We scared him off. <laughs> and we may be going a little late today. Uh, yeah. Dear Lord, this no, show's off fine. the rails. <laughs> no, it's good. Go on. This is all good all right. things. We're gonna take a quick break, I guess. When we come back, we'll have Jarvis Green. Jarvis Green. And I had the chance to bring him in, and she chose to let him go to the bathroom. So you never let him leave. Fail. Has to fail her part. We'll get into that next on the lunch break show.
And we are back on the Lunch Break Show. I am Josh in studio with Matt and Zach and Anna, as always. But now we are joined with special guests. No further ado needed, Jarvis Green, two-time Super Bowl champion. And I will say this, our biggest guest to date on the show. <laughs> really? Congratulations. <laughs> Thank it's you very true. much, yes. guys. Yeah. It's an honor. It's a privilege yeah. to be here in Dallas, Woo. Texas. You know, uh, so first and foremost, we've got to talk about, you know, Super Bowl champion. We're going to get into the event you have coming up. Um, but Super Bowl champion, what was it like? I mean, because I, I have never gotten the chance to talk to anyone who's ever played in the biggest sporting event. Thank in, you. Thank in you very much. Erica, uh, what was what was that like for you? Um, well, I, I had the honor to play in three Super Bowls. We did Houston, we did Jacksonville, mm -hmm. and Arizona. Um, my second year, third year, we went back to back. Just the, the opportunity and the different things you go through. You play a, a full season, 26 weeks, you get to the final game, something that you grew up as a kid that you want to play in. And like the butterflies. Yeah. Mm. The, week of the, the week of the game, the practice, uh, every day, long days, coaches are going crazy, AWOL, and you can't do anything perfect. You get in the game, you had a great season, but when I say I was so nervous, just warming up, uh, just everything leading up to the game because everything, everything is longer. Yeah. Right? Uh, halftime is longer. I mean, the pregame is longer. And I got to say with Coach Belichick, it was an honor because for him, he says things like, um, hey, guys, when you go out there, you know, don't, don't, don't blow your energy in the pregame. Yeah. Or the hoopla and, the, you know, the, the fireworks and all the advertisement, TV. That's, you know, he was more like, that's for the fans. You have the game to play. So you go out there, you go about 50%, you warm up, you stretch, you go in, you sit down for 20 minutes. Then you go do a pre-stretch in the locker room, yeah. and then that's when the real game starts. So little things like that. But usually when you have the first contact, the butterflies are going. I went to three games, and I felt the same every time. You go in for halftime, the butterflies come back. Wow. Yeah. You're just like nervous because you don't want to make a mistake. You know, the, the entire world is watching. Uh, but just the opportunity and from the, the, the games that we won to the games we lost, 30, yeah. 37, <laughs> before you even ask the question, 37, Eli Manning. Yeah. You know, I had him by the, by the neck, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I didn't sleep for two weeks after the game. Yeah. Uh, so it's a big difference. We don't want to talk about that season, you know, the undefeated season, but just – Opportunity, and it's like you go to the first game and you do everything, the whole shebang, family, everybody coming. Then it's like, wow, we're going back to back. So just yeah. the opportunity. I mean, it's it's amazing. It's priceless. It's everything that I expected that it was be, supposed to be. Yeah, the Super Bowl. So I, I see you're rocking your LSU hat because you are an LSU grad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, from Louisiana. Yes, sir. So were you a Saints fan growing up? No, man. Um, I started watching like football like in the tenth grade. Believe oh, really? Not. Okay. I had older brothers while well, watching NFL football. I had older brothers. They all played collegiate football. Uh, we just watched them playing. One went to Northeast Louisiana, Louisiana Monroe, went to Tuskegee. Uh, we just watched them, and they were our heroes, so we wanted to play football. Yeah. Right? yeah. You know, and I think with the Saints, the Saints wasn't – well, you had the Dome Patrol. And yeah. That was some good seasons with the defense. But everybody watched the Cowboys mm -hmm. in Louisiana. Of course. Back in the day, it was either the Cowboys, the New York Giants, San Francisco 49ers. Yep. In Louisiana. Mm -hmm. That was it. You know, so I was a Cowboy fan. I mean, that's what we watched. That was, that was, yeah. that, that was on TV. Mm -hmm. So. 
it, is it weird? Is it because like that's what I always kind of thought it would be weird for me, like because I grew up a cowboy, grew up you know bleeding blue and silver, uh, watched every game since I can remember on, on Sundays yep. and pun days. It's weird. It would be weird for me to strap on a different jersey and go out and play for a different team. But I'm sure as a professional, like that's something that you, that you get past. But that always struck me as like one of the harder things to do because I, I haven't like as a cowboy fan have a hard time rooting for anyone who's ever worn an Eagles jersey. Just period, like blanket, blanket kind of like discrimination. It's the same thing. I mean, playing for New England, but it's like when somebody say the Jets Mm -hmm. or the Giants or even Buffalo or Miami, you get get pissed off and upset. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I mean, I go to the Saints games now. Yeah. I love the Saints. They're the local team. I cheer for the local team. I still watch the Cowboys. Yeah, I, I love the Cowboys. Um, love Deion Sanders when he played. Love him. <laughs> you know, yeah. I watch those guys. Uh, yeah. Charles Haley. I, you know, I had an opportunity to meet some of those guys when I used to be in Dallas. Cause my, my 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 sports agent he lived in Dallas before he passed away a few years ago. So it, it's just hard though. I mean, right? I mean, I go to New England games. I mean, I, I go to four games a year. I do a lot of alumni stuff. Sure. You know, so I mean, that's that's one of the big reasons I have my business up there. That's yeah, that's another big reason. But um, so yeah. sp- speaking of that, your business, yeah. Ocean's ninety seven. Yep. So you get done with football. Um, you decide you decide to hang the cleats up, and then you go in. You go into being a shrimp distributor. Right. How did that? How did that come about for you? That was all default. I went to school for construction management. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I got done, it I, I played for Houston three weeks. Uh, retired, limped out the office. We lived in Denver because I went to Denver after New England. Yep. Six months, but stayed there for two years because my kids' mom went to school out there, Johnson and Wells. And I was doing construction in North Dakota, and we did some stuff, and the deal didn't go in the right direction, and everybody pretty much backed out. And I went back home after my ex-wife, ex-wife, wow. Kid's mom. Uh, <laughs> after she graduated, we went, we went back to Baton Rouge, did construction for about a year and a half, dozing off on a job, I did something I didn't want to do. I wanted yeah. to do something different, something that's going to make my hair stand up, uh, you know, break a sweat, something just something I could find yeah. a passion for. And I had a friend of mine, um, Asian friend, and he said, hey, Jarvis, my family, uh, we're in the shrimp business. We have about 90 employees, access to 800 shrimp boats. Uh, could you help us sell some shrimp? I say, okay, sell shrimp like where? In Louisiana? That's a good old boy network, I'm just say it. Yeah. You know, and uh, I say, I don't want to do that. And, and I said, I don't even know anything about shrimp. He said, first of all, we want you to go to Boston where you used to play football at. I say, oh, great idea. But what about the shrimp part? He said, we'll teach you everything. 2012, that's when that started. Yep. Did an internship for six months. Uh, when I say internship, six months, no pay, <laughs> mopping floors. I mean, I could have got a toothbrush and cleaned the bathrooms. But, but, I mean, it was that yeah. detailed. And I went from cleaning the bathrooms, cleaning the the, the, uh, the processing facility, night and day. But it was teaching me how to take care of, you know, the equipment. That's very important, dealing with food, right? Yep. And then I went from the, the veining, the heading, peeling, freezing, Icing shrimp down, worked in an ice house, worked on the docks, worked on the boat, drove the trucks, did sales. Like every week I did so much, so many hours of sales, and to the point I was doing eight hours a day of just sales, studying. Yep. Thank God for Google. <laughs> I was Googling so much stuff, you know, brown, pink, blue, all types of different shrimp, 
far as the seasons and all that. So I really had to walk and talk like, you know, like, like a shrimp. Yeah. And the funniest thing about it is my, my second week there, the old CEO gave me a Rosetta Stone Vietnamese book. Right? Yeah. No, Rosetta Stone. Yeah. Two weeks I gave it back to him. I said that was that was impossible to learn <laughs> at this age, you know. So I just did what I can and, and got into it. And I don't know. I think my first deal was like six months, and that that first deal was what a supermarket called Big Y. Uh, I don't know. It was a three four container deal. EMS kicked in early mortality syndrome. That's all the shrimp from Vietnam started dying. Shrimp prices went up over two three dollars overnight. That deal kind of that deal went on, but then it stopped. And from that, we had to really like uh, evolve. Yep. And we did some things, changed some bags. Uh, I have to say, I was one of the guys that gave the input to change the bags and what we was doing. We was doing value added stuff and stop and shop, AWG, Albertsons. Yep. Uh, just we just started growing. Eighteen months, you know, fifteen hundred stores later. That's wow. great. Thank you. Thank and, you. And, and now you're coming back to Dallas uh, to do uh, Dallas Cocktails and Brunch. Uh, do, you know, do you know the details on that? Yeah, it's Cocktails and Conversations. It's at Plate, a uh, new restaurant. I think it's been open a few weeks. It's off of uh, uh, 2533 McKinney Avenue, mm-hmm. Dallas, Texas. That's just an event to share. It's a private event. We got some golf shrimp. Uh, we got some uh, barbecue sauce that we do. It's the New Orleans barbecue sauce. It's Ooh. not barbecue ribs. Yeah. Sauce. That's <laughs> people Just, think it is. Hey, <laughs> yeah, yeah. hey yeah. It's, it's lunchtime, man. Yeah. You got me going. <laughs> it's something different, um, but it's just really getting into the market because we know we got the NFL draft, but w- another big reason why we're here because – Ocean 97 launched in Walmart September the 1st. Oh, wow. So I know just in Dallas, I mean, not Dallas, just in Texas, I think it's 290 Walmarts, mm-hmm. super centers. And we're really just spreading the news, um, sharing our products, uh, sharing the story, and just getting with the local you know, people in the market, the local uh, business owners and consumers, just to show them that we, we have some wild-caught domestic golf shrimp. It's going to be sold in local Walmarts. And, wow. again, NFL draft, right? Exactly, yeah. 2018. Well, sure. well, it's an NFL connection with shrimp. Everyone is game day, Sunday, you're all getting shrimp cocktails out. You're doing that kind of stuff. Now you can have a tie That's into right. the NFL and shrimp. It kind of goes together That's hand right. in hand. Yeah, so food and sports. It, 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 That's it America. Is, it is hard to pass up. I remember when my wife, at that time my girlfriend, she was uh, – First, trying to woo me. So the first like football season that we were dating, she printed out all the cowboy players and where they Are went you to college. Oh yeah, where they <laughs> went to college. She made me like a buffalo wing and like nacho plate and a little like platter. She was really laying it on. And then she had her little like cheat sheet next to her on the couch. So never like you know at uh, that that time it was. Um, you know, hurry with right. score. She go, oh, that's how that they do it. And like in, in Chattanooga State, whatever it was, <laughs> like shared a little like cheat sheet to, to, to chant. Right. So that lasted about four games, and then you know it was but, done. But but you're married now, so did it we, work? It worked, it obviously. Helps. Yeah, okay. it worked. There you go. So that is the key to yeah, win me over. That is, is pretend to be a Cowboy fan <laughs> for at least four weeks. So did, did, does she even watch football? Like after that? No. Uh, apparently, I I get very vocal during uh, yeah. during football games, and uh, she doesn't like it when I I yell at the TV. Are you serious? 
Like one on one with the TV? You and the TV? Me and the TV have some conversations. Okay, uh, gotcha. Usually I'm talking to either the line Understand. or I'm talking to the coach. You know, you know, so I grab I, I grab a pillow, man. Just, <laughs> just put it over your head. Yeah, just, go. just yeah. shake. Yeah. So there you go. I appreciate you coming on the show. Guys, when you whenever you see your Oceans ninety seven in Walmart stores, you gotta gotta check it out, grab a bag. Uh, Jarvis, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thank you very much. There you go. That is a lunch break show. You can join us again on Friday right here at 12 o'clock.